eight, nine, ten years, and they actually love them like family. It's a really, wow. really cool environment. That sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. Yeah. I do. I do want to uh, let everyone know that I'll be performing this weekend um, on Saturday at twelve thirty. It's a two-day event. It's, I'll perform on the main stage of the seventeenth annual Tahilo Wajid. Hope I say that right. Uh, presents World Natural Hair Health and Beauty Show. And it's going to be at the Georgia's uh, International Convention Center, which is 200 Convention Center Concourse here in Atlanta, um, Con- uh, College Park. It's actually supposed to be a huge event. I think there's like 3,000 people. So I'll be performing there, singing some of my songs. So uh, if you're around, definitely, uh, you know, check us out. Also, Live Jennings will be performing that Sunday. So they have a lot of good performers and a lot of uh things that they're doing to celebrate, you know, natural hair, health, and beauty, and whatnot. So check us out. Those, far, those, guys, uh, those events mm-hmm. are normally nice. Yeah, they're supposed, they're supposed to be really nice. They're 17th annual, so I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Ms. Parker, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing amazingly well. How are you? I'm doing good. I saw your uh, boot camp pictures. You're not playing, are you? Actually, I hired a trainer. That wasn't a boot camp. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, trainer, your trainer. Your uh, yeah, I, I got a new trainer. I, I trained with someone on Tuesdays, but I wanted to, uh-huh. you know, the wintertime is coming up, and yeah. I felt like my body had already adapted to my old workout. I was working mm-hmm. out, but I wasn't feeling it anymore. So I yeah. just started trying to maybe change up my routine. I do that every so often or whatever, but... Um, my girlfriend and I were just talking about how the colder it gets, the more hungry we are. <laughs> That's the truth. So I felt like I need to kick it up a dash because I've been eating a lot. I'm like thinking, Nash, is it too late to eat? So, But, yeah, I, I had a, a 7 p.m. Uh, session with him, and, and it was really good. That's good. That's real good. Yeah, I, I'm all constantly always looking online, um, looking for new things. Like you said, you get – in your same routines, you got to switch it up, and that's what we've been doing in the gym. But I, I think it is, I remember we talked about the personal trainer. You said you need someone really just to motivate you at this point, you know, when it's getting colder and you're not motivated to, to get out there, huh? Yeah, I, I mean, I still I still do because for me it's just a part of my daily routine. But I right. think what is mm-hmm. what this is going to do for the next, I hire him for two two months. What's going to just okay. give me new ideas. Um, right. And then it's gonna it's gonna push my body to a different level. So when I do start training on my own, I have different things to do, and then my body right. hasn't really adapted to this workout yet. So I think okay. it'll be good. Yeah, it will be good, especially during and the so, so Thanksgiving and Christmas. All that stuff is coming up, right. and I am gonna eat. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, listen, I want to remind everyone at home that we are nominated for uh, 2014 Hottest Entertainment Awards. Those are coming up. Uh, as the winner approaches, the Stephen I Show picked up another nomination for Hottest Online Radio Show, and then me as an artist, I picked up the nomination for Hottest Male Vocalist and Hottest Rising Superstar. So go to atlshottest.com and please cast your votes. I get people tweeting us and uh, sending me uh, Facebook messages they're voting for us, so people I don't know, so that's that's a good sign. So hopefully we'll win the award again this year. But uh, Chike, now I know your solo tonight, Adam, had a, a last-minute emergency. Uh, okay. What's going on in the world of movies? Well, I did not go out and see anything new in the theaters. Uh, okay. This new trend has been catching on with us, and you know, I, it started last week, and it's happening again this week, where I've had a, a director actually get in touch with me and wanted me to screen his movie for him. There's okay. a director wow. out of the UK. His name is Jason Crute, and he uh, released an indie film called Le Fear 2, Le Sequel. Uh, 
it's a sequel to a film that is about a director who made a film um, and it bombed horribly. This is from the first movie, La Fear. This is La Fear 2, where the same director is making another film to bounce back from his debacle of a film in the first movie. So he's creating this horror film. The film La Fear 2 is a, it's actually a comedy. Um, I will say this, it's an indie film, and it's one of those artsy films that maybe your average person may not, it may not be their taste, but mm. I found it hilarious, just simply because I understand what the movie business is and everything that could go wrong on the set, everything that could go wrong in the production, everything that could go wrong in this whole fiasco of making the movie did. And it was hilarious. It was genius on his behalf, mm. I think. Um, wow. it, it's, very, it, it's a filmmaker's movie. I'll see that. So if you're into making films and, you know, you want something to, to chuckle at, check out Jason Crute's La Fear 2. It's, it's actually uh, it's one of those quirky movies. The British okay. movie. Okay. Okay. Um, you saw two movies. One of the two movies or was it, was it that one? It was just that one. Okay. I was too okay. busy with Chrisette Michelle. Are you kidding me? I know. I couldn't go I to know. the movies. And the pictures were great. I, you were styling the profile. And then you, you had someone uh, dress you, didn't you? Uh, yes, this boutique out of Philadelphia called Taddy Boy. Um, mm-hmm. I actually, they actually, that outfit was actually supposed to be for my birthday um, that passed in the spring, mm-hmm. but I never wore it. So I'm like, oh my God, I need to impress Chrisette. What can I wear? What can I wear? Aha. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you styled a profile and you did your thing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, TK. Well, thanks as always. Have a good week, okay? Absolutely. All right. Hey, Ron, what's going on, man? Hey, Ron. Are you on mute? All right. I know he's there. Is he on? He's there. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, Ms. Parker, do you have anything on the news you want to discuss? I know you're, you're a news buff like me. Actually, I've been trying to stay away from the news. I've been um, trying to just um, – I feel <sighs> – Sometimes I just need a break from the news. It's yeah. overwhelming. Um, yeah. The same information. I just, I, you know, my whole take on the news is a love-hate relationship. Mm-hmm. So I just think they, they're killing this Ebola thing. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so, and so my thing is, um, I think, I think what the news does is, is create fear um, for people to kind of take their minds off what's really going on. Um, right. Yeah. So I, I really just haven't been um watching lately. I've I've been I've been kind of uh toning up trying to stay out of it but obviously social media won't let you completely um, yeah. um from it. But um for the most part I've been I've been staying away. But just as a quick note, um I was I was watching CNN while I was trying to find something else to watch before before the show and um the legendary uh designer Oscar De La Rente just passed away. Oh really? Um, not, yeah, he he did. He just passed away. He's he's originally from the DR, but he's been here uh, since he was a young a young man, and um, a great legend in the the fashion industry, fashion war. So he's definitely going to be missed, and I think that um, uh, uh, he definitely influenced a lot of people, not only in fashion, but um, people who came from from little to nothing to really you know mm-hmm. the dream and create their own their own thing. So um, rest yeah. in peace. 
Exactly. Rest in peace. Did you hear about the uh, the story about the uh, Serena Williams and her sister, the Williams sisters, and the comments that were made by the uh, Russian president? I think he's over something over there that has to do with athletics. He called yeah. them. You know yeah. what? I wasn't surprised. A lot of those European countries, to be honest with you, are very racist. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you saw when um, Kim Kardashian and her family went to uh, host an event in one of those countries, and um, and she was called an end lover, right. and her baby yeah. was harassed on the plane. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, he made a comment that they are the Williams brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and said that it was supposed to be a joke, but even if you even if you were joking, that's not supposed to be a public <laughs> joke. You know what I mean? Like especially we all in your title, right? We all say things inappropriate behind closed doors, and I'm not saying be racist behind closed doors, but you have to have some kind of attack, especially if you're the president um, exactly. of a country, and you have so much influence over other people and how they may view the Williams sisters moving forward just because you've said that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Serena handled it with class because I know she's one to not usually um, hold her, you know, her own opinion. Uh, right. she, she, she was able to articulate her opinion very well without without being uh, classless. So she had a lot of grace in, in class as she um, uh, talked about the, the issue with him. And um, and I, I just think it's, it's bad all the way around. Yeah, yeah. You know, Monica Winsky's back in the headlines. You know, she did a piece in a magazine a few months ago addressing everything because she now she's 40 years old and she realized she didn't have a voice when she was younger as an intern. And so um, she did, she was asked to speak because uh, she's trying to help women who have, I guess, been uh, in situations like hers, young women. And so she's talking about the fact that she, you know, she was in love with the president, you know, whatever, and her mistakes that she made. Um, and a lot of people are saying, why is she coming out now? Do you have any thoughts well, on that? Supposedly, supposedly now she's heading this campaign online, people um, online bullying um, and yeah. calling women sluts and things like that, not just women, but just the whole online bullying thing. She's supposed to be kind of like the new head, somebody who was fair hair and that, and, and the, like the spokesperson or whatever. Um, so uh-huh. she finally went ahead and created a, a social media account, which she didn't have before because of, of she said, the comments that she was getting. She had right. social media took her accounts down because of, she said, every every picture, everything had to do with her being called a flood and all those things. So mm-hmm. she said, you know, it's been this many years now. She's still being called those things. I know. And so her goal is to kind of change the public um, I, I guess um, perception of of you know being able to say anything behind the screen, which we, you and I talk about all the time. People say mean things, which I don't understand. Why follow somebody on social media if you're just going to be rude and mean? Like that, that's something that just doesn't make sense to me. Because exactly. you have to actually look them up and follow them. Like this, not like they're coming yeah. up. You know what I mean? Like you're following them just to be mean. If you're not a fan, why follow them? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you been watching uh, Scandal and um, How to Get Away with, with Murder? What happened? Have you been watching Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder? Yeah, I have. I have. I I, I was late to Scandal. Um, I think I started watching the second season. I caught up. Yeah. Um, and then I've been watching it since. And then How to Get Away with Murder. I've been watching that too. It's, it they're both just getting over the top. <laughs> Yeah. Um, they're really right. good shows, but it's just it's a lot that goes on with those shows. It's a lot that goes on. Well, Shonda Rhimes is under 
Well, she kind of got criticized because, you know, it's a lot of sex scenes, and then people are really, really criticizing the fact that she has gay sex scenes in there. And she basically clapped back and said, you know, basically, if you don't, if you don't like it, don't watch it. She said, this is, you know, it's not based on, right? It, you know, she's she making it so that everyone's included in her shows. So right. how do you feel and about that? I read yeah. an article, you know, I always like to read articles that has a different take on it. And uh-huh. the article was pretty much just comparing kind of the audience that 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 watches her show. So mm-hmm. there were, the article was really saying that a lot of black people have an issue with it, which is a cultural mm-hmm. thing and a religious thing. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the whole Christian thing and, and overly religious and hypocritical thing that you and not you know that I've talked about um, right. on the show before. I think comes into mm-hmm. play there. I'm not saying that you know your kids should watch it, but I think we're all adults. If right. it bothers you, like she said, don't watch it. I mean, she's the right. creator, and it's her show. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I just think it's very simple. Like, if it's an issue, then just don't watch it. Right, all right. All right, well, last story I want to talk about. Rick Ross, have you seen his weight loss? No, I have not. He has lost, I mean, he posts pictures of him in the gym or him working out with these trainers. I'm trying to see if it shows exactly how much weight he's lost. He's lost so much weight. I mean, he looks really good. Like he's lost a whole lot of weight. He looks like, like a different person in a sense. But um, congrats I just looked it up. I'm very happy for him, but I'm yeah. not. You know, you know, I'm not easily convinced by that because I do think that health is a lifestyle, and right. people losing and gaining weight because they're only doing it for a momentary um, mm. reason. It's not. It's not that a lifestyle that they're committed to for a long, the long right. term. So I'm happy right. that he's 100 pounds, but. You know, my my hopes for him is that he's able to keep it off. Right, because you know he had a lot of health issues before. Remember, he had right. some issues exactly. on his private jet. So yeah, my hopefully it is point. a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I agree. My I agree. Point. No, I, I I see I see him. No, that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. it is. It is. Uh, well, hey, Ron, not okay. a joke. It's a lot of weight. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Hey, Ron is back. Well, this was going on, hey, Ron. What up? What up, everybody? Hey, hey Ron. Hey, Miss Parker. Hey, Mr. Knight. What's going on? A, a lot happened in the sports. What do you have for us? Oh, my gosh, man. Sports, sports, sports. I see. Falcons, uh, uh, Dallas is playing ex- extremely well. Uh, Robert Griffin III still, is still hurt. Um, Kirk Cousins is, is out as the uh, starter. Starting quarterback for the um, Washington Redskins and Colt McCoy is in. Colt McCoy, um, who actually um, took Kirk Cousins' spot um, in the in the second half on um, Sunday's game. Washington had um, played the um, Tennessee Titans, and that and they actually beat the Tennessee Titans. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The Washington Redskins won that game. Everybody, congratulations <laughs> to the Washington. Redskins. I know you are happy. <laughs> thrilled, like, yes, yes, thrilled. And Colt McCoy came in, stepped up, played great, great ball, and he's now the starter this Sunday. So, wow. big ups. Yeah, Are they gonna win this. They gonna win this Sunday. Uh, no, nah, they're playing Dallas in Dallas. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I don't think they're gonna. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Um, it would be great. If they do win, but I don't, I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, see what else is going on in sports. Yo, let's see basketball is coming up, of course. NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, yo, let's. Can we talk about um, 
Jameis Winston, the quarterback for uh, Florida State. Good. Are y'all, do y'all know who uh, he is? Are y'all up on, 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 on him as far as with him being in the news and everything? I've heard something um refresh our memory because I've been there's a lot of players. All right. Well, he he um he he's the um young young man that went in, into a Publix um grocery store a while ago oh, shop, like a while back and took the um crab crab yeah. legs. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. he did something else on campus and made a scene like he I don't know if he's arrogant or if he's spoiled or something, but um, yeah, something, something not quite. Um, something something, yeah, 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 yeah. Something yeah. definitely not, not right. Well, anyway, um, I believe it was Bo, Bo Jackson that um spoke out recently, and um had um talked about that. So had thought that um Winston, James Winston, needs to kind of chill out and um. I thought that was fascinating. I thought that was really, really cool that um, Bo Jackson came out of came out of nowhere and just kind of yeah uh, yeah. I thought that was cool because I I, I I actually felt that where is his um, dad? Like where is Jameis Winston's father, his uncle, his grandfather, a big brother, like somebody? somebody. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I wanted to also mention the um, the Russian um, president or or. or yeah, we were talking about that. What with the uh, Williams sisters, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, they First of all, these are women. These are not men. These are women, and they look like women. They're built like women. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I guess that mm-hmm. he was, that he's jealous, you know. He was, I guess he's jealous because Serena and Venus, you know, they're, well, especially being, well, Serena's, Serena, you know, she's very, very dominant. Like she's the most dominant um, female tennis player in the world. So, I guess that was a lot of hate with that. Um, but I thought it was it was pretty disgusting, though. You know, so, yeah, yeah, I that's, agree. That's my take on that. Um, that's pretty much it. Sports again. It's it's been kind of kind of weak. Uh, oh, baseball. Want to talk about baseball real quick? Remember, I said last week. What what did I say that it was going to be the um the St. St. Louis Cardinals versus the um, Kansas City Royals. Mm-hmm. Well, I got it halfway right. <laughs> so it's Kansas City versus San Francisco in the World Series. Who would have thought Kansas City, who actually had to win a play-in game, you know, just just to, you know just to get to to this um, point, man, this is crazy, crazy. So, All right. Yeah. Congratulations, Kansas City Royals and the Kansas City Royals fans. Big ups. I don't think you all will will be San Francisco, but we'll see. We'll, we'll Good see. luck. Good luck. Good luck. So yeah. So anyway, so y'all, you all can find me on um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Aaron Cosby, A R O N Cosby, like Bill, and I'll talk to y'all next week in there. It's all yours. All right, Aaron. What's going on, Miss Ferguson? Hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right tonight. Well, they got some exciting stuff for us. Holidays are approaching. I Yes, they are, and I actually even have my very first holiday sale. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, the first sale that I have for you guys tonight is from Gap. Um, now through the 29th, they're having a sale. And if you shop, you can get up to 75% off the sale and clearance items. So that's going to be a really good sale for everybody. And, of course, this is the time to buy stuff that, you know, is off-season for next. Um, Macy's is having a pop-up sale. And um, if you shop now, you can get 50% off of regular sale and clearance cold weather items. Um, and if you're shopping online, you have to use code BRISK, and that's B-R-I-S-K. Uh, PiperLime.com, which is an affiliate of GAP, um, Banana Republic, and Old Navy, they're having a sale now through the 22nd. And if you shop, you can get 20% off of your purchase. Um, and, of course, this is an online-only store, so you have to use code ACTFAST. Uh, today is the last day to shop Neiman Marcus Last Call and get an extra 30% off of select items. Um, Mark Jacobs is having a sale event. Well, I'm sorry. Nordstrom Rack is um, having a sale event, um, a Mark Jacobs sale event. And um, if you shop now, you can save on a lot of Mark Jacobs items. I think I tell you guys about these these from time to time. Um, Nordstrom Rack, they'll pick a designer and they'll put everything by that designer on sale. So this time it's Mark Jacobs. Um, this is my Christmas sale. Um, it's actually through the Personalization Mall, um, and this is an online store, and you have to go to personalizationmall.com, and they're having, a Christmas, they're having a Christmas sale on ornaments. So if you shop there, you can get up to 40% off of Christmas ornaments. Um, Nine West is having a breast cancer donation event. And if mm. you shop there now through tomorrow, um, for every $125 you spend, Nine West will donate $25 to Fashion Target's breast cancer, and you'll also receive a free gift. Um, today is the final day to shop Jones, New York, and get an extra 30% off of everything in the store. That includes clearance and sale items as well. Um, and I like Jones New York for, you know, of course, all the business attire that you have to wear. I, I now have a job where I have to dress business professional instead of business casual. Um, and Jones New York has actually helped me out a great deal. <laughs> um, yes, it really has. Uh, today and tomorrow only, Banana Republic is having a sale. You, you can get 30% off of your purchase. Uh, you have to use code BRSAVE if you're shopping online. And last but not least, uh, Express is having an online-only sale. Um, you can get, and this is for guys and girls, um, Get you can get 40% off of all slacks, sweaters, shoes, tees, and tanks. Plus, you can buy one, get one free off of select, I'm sorry, buy one, get one 50% off of select items. Now, there's no code required for the sales that I just told you about. But they are offering uh, free shipping, and if you want free shipping, you have to use code 9767. All right. And they can find all that huh? at BudgetShopHall.com, correct? Yep, they sure can. All right, Janelle. Well, thank you as always. You have a great week, okay? Thank you, Stephen. Good night, Ms. Parker. Right. <laughs> and after this, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with Ms. E.T. McKnight after this. You're listening to the Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM 
Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to the Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Stephen Knight Show, Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. You may remember E.T. E. McKnight, who was a guest on our show earlier this year. She was on to promote and raise funding for her play, And Still I Rise, for the Rainbow Ladies Who Chose Life When Death Knocked, based on breast cancer awareness and survivors. Well, last week, the play made its debut, and tonight E.T. joins us to tell us about opening night. Please help me welcome Ms. E.T. McKnight. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Stephen. It's good to be back on the show again. And I also have, have Kevin Craig West should be on the line as well. That is correct. Okay. I'm, I'm here. Welcome to the, to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. So I know last time we talked to EP uh, on the show, you know, you're raising the fund, you're pulling everything together, and then on the 15th last week you had your debut. Tell us yes. about it. Yes. Uh, yes, we had our previews on the 15th and the 16th, and I tell you, just, it was a labor of love for about three months of rehearsal and just seeing the mm-hmm. actors tell these stories. And we had um, uh, a small crowd on the previews, but the impact after the show, what they shared, the information they got was very inspiring. So from mm-hmm. day one, you know, it's just been very delightful just educating and entertaining the audience on such a, a matter regarding breast cancer awareness. Oh, wow. And, you know, I think, you know, obviously this is this month is dedicated to breast cancer awareness. And, you know, I've read and seen and people that I know of, you know, have been diagnosed with breast cancer this month. You know what I mean? Ooh. And so I think that the fact that it's plays like this, you know, that motivate and inspire people, because men and women are affected, you know, I think, what, what, do you, what do you hear from people like that, people that are getting this shocking news and then they're seeing this play or hearing this information? What, do you have any feedback from those kind of people? Oh, absolutely. I mean, even one or a couple of our cast members, after we have like a talk back with the audience, and one of the cast members said, I have a confession. I didn't know what she was going to say. And she's about mm-hmm. 40 years old, and she said, I have to confess, I've never had a mammogram. And listening to all these stories during rehearsal, oh, wow. I'm committed to having my mammogram. And another girl said she's been putting hers off. Because of the show, she's now going to take more charge of her life. And then the audience member said There's, they learned so much. One lady said, I thought I knew all there was about breast cancer. She said, but the way you guys talked about the medicine and things you need to do, she said, I've learned so much. But also, we also highlight the fact that, Yes, women mostly do get breast cancer, but men do. So I wanted Kevin online to kind of share the the male perspective on how he felt because in the play, he gets diagnosed, self-diagnosed with a lump in his breast at the Mm. end of the play. So I wanted him to share how men feel because men do get breast cancer as well. But the response is just overwhelming. People like, thank you. Thank you for taking such a a, a topic and just bringing light to it where you but you educate at the same time. Okay. And, Kevin, tell us about your, your character and, you know, kind of what, what E.P. was just discussing, you know, from a male's perspective. Right. Uh, my character uh, has gone through the loss of his grandmother uh, uh, having breast cancer, and 
sadly comes home to the news that his girlfriend, uh, played by the lovely and talented Zakia Al-Fali, uh, that she has uh, breast cancer, and he unknowingly is pretty selfish uh, in his thought process, uh, you know, of it. You know, he's, you know, he, he doesn't mean to be, uh, you right. know, selfish. But it's it's just about you know it's a heavy load that he's you know already under undergone and now he's fearful that he'll lose his 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 girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty heavy. Um, personally, um, my mother uh, has gone through uh, has has uh, had breast cancer, had a lumpectomy, and it's it's pretty it's pretty scary. I lost my stepfather. Uh, six years ago, seven years ago now, uh, to to bone cancer and uh, wow. uh, you know so you know cancer itself is pretty scary. But uh, yeah, when my mother told me that she had breast cancer, you know, it was that that fear all over again. So I totally identify with this character, you know, selfishly thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose someone else that you know I love and care for. And don't you think it's the fear, the fear, you know, like you said, your character lost. I believe the mo- his mother to breast cancer. Now his girlfriend is that fear. Okay, I'm gonna have to go through this again. Is, is that what kind of makes the person kind of retreat and, and get in that little selfish realm where they don't really want to deal with it again? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's heavy to to go. I mean, the loss of, of anyone for any reason, obviously, is yeah. pretty heavy. But uh, you know, cancer can be you know uh you know the way it just it just eats at you it can be it can be pretty quick or it can be you know painfully slow so um yeah it's uh it's it, it, it's heavy but yeah. you know also Stephen, the thing about it i want people to stop thinking of breast cancer survivors i think of them as breast cancer champions or warriors champions. right yeah cuz you know so uh, yeah. i i i'm stressing that because i think psychologically and physically, it does something to the body when you think of yourself as a warrior or a champion. As right. opposed to survivor, mean I'm surviving, I'm making it. No, 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 no. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, it's interesting you say that because I'm, I'm reading this book called Faith and Confessions, and mm-hmm. it talks about, you know, the words you speak over yourself, you know, the healing in your own voice, in your mind, and, and what you believe and what your faith is in. So I agree, it is a difference from hearing warrior or champion as opposed to survivor. It seems like you're kind of lesser if you're a survivor. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when people leave this play, what is it you want them to take away? That breast cancer is not a death sentence and that it not only affects women, it affects men Mm-hmm. Of all ages, women and men of all ages, it used to be like 40s, 50s, get your mammogram. No matter what, yeah. get a mammogram, examine yourself, be proactive. That's what I want them to walk away with. Wow, wow. And and this and this play is running for a while. Give us the date. We're running now through the 24th, 25th, and 26th. We're at the Grove Center Theater on 1111-B West Olive Avenue in Burbank. And if they want tickets, they can go on brownpapertickets.com. E.P. and Kevin, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us. And thank you for the work you're doing because this is touching lives. This is blessing lives. So thank you so much for this work and coming on the show and sharing with our listeners tonight. Absolutely. And thank you for having us. And we appreciate you very much. And God bless your everything you touch. Thank, thank you so you, much. You all right, take, take care. care. Bye. Thank you.
And we'll, we'll be right back after this with Pastor Keon Hilly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ron EOT and radio. We heard from coast to coast. Entrepreneurs on the boat. Getting yelled about. EOT and radio. We heard from coast to coast. Entrepreneurs on the boat. Giving you the love. Yeah. 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 Playing the best independent artists are looking for more. So tune in and tell a friend about the hottest station on internet land. Sit back and listen to EOTM on the mission. Classic City Records ain't no competition. Pay attention to the grind. We're in this division. Entrepreneurs on the move. Success is given. EOTM radio. We're from coast to coast. Entrepreneurs on the move. Giving you the most. EOTM Radio, we're from coast to coast, entrepreneurs on the moon, giving you the most. EOTM, this is people okay. taking, hottest section in the nation, no underestimating. Nah, I'm procrastinating and gon' hit them up, giving you bang for your buck, get your numbers up. Come on. Stop. Sitting around whining, crying oh, about making it, but ain't trying. Plenty city records, we tiring. Go on the OTM and start climbing. Okay. OTM Radio, giving you the most. EOTM Radio, giving you the most. the nice show. Lately in the news, the news has been saturated with stories about the Ebola crisis. 33-year-old mega pastor Keon Henderson of Lighthouse Church in Houston, Texas, recently uh, released a very interesting blog entitled The Cure for Ebola. Tonight, he joins us to tell us more and to tell us about some of the exciting things that are happening in this church. Please help me welcome Pastor Keon Henderson. Welcome to the show. Pastor uh, Henderson on? Okay, I was told he was, well, maybe not, maybe not yet. Okay, so let's see. Uh, let's switch gears real quick while we wait for Pastor Henderson to come on. Let's talk about 
the question of the day. You know, we ask our question of the day uh, every day, but especially on Mondays, we want to hear from you. Tonight's question of the day, anytime we talk about relationships, it is it gets heavy. Now, would it bother you if someone that uh, you recently started dating exclusively still maintained a consistent contact with their ex? Go to Stephen and I's show on Twitter. Uh, Stephen Knight Show, SHO, and then our Facebook page and answer that question. I'll read some of your comments later on. Uh, let's see, we're waiting on to see uh, what's going on with our with our guests to make sure they're on here. We thought they were. But I'll read you some of the responses that we have already. Let's see. All right, so Deidre said yes. Grover said not, no, not at all. And Deidre said consistent is what she has the issue with. Unless they share children or child, occasional contact is okay. Makes makes me think that uh, you miss or still want the other person. Uh, let's see. Mercedes said no, not at all. Tyrone said, as someone who is still friends with uh, his ex, I don't have an issue with it. Not everyone broke up in the same manner. The ones who say yes either are still hurt or still have feelings. It's okay to learn how to forgive and move on. Let's see. Uh, Adrian said, "Unless you are you are you are bio, have biological kids involved, oh, there are biological kids involved. Yes, she would have problems. That person is an ex for a reason. Besides, close close one chapter before you open another. Otherwise, say what you want, or there will be issues." Cato, he said, "Why women say it isn't an issue when they do it, but say I don't trust the situation when men and our exes chop it up." Oh well, it's funny. Adrian responded, prime reason why folks need to let go of an ex and stop using, oh, we're still best of friends, side eye. Quit BSing and be honest. Bottom line, folks want to just have their cake and eat it too, male and female, shaking her head. Kato responds, yeah, I'm not cool with it, but years have gone by and they're still keeping in contact during the relationship, so I say forget it, I'll do me. So you touched on Ashley said, depends on if they have kids. Kids come first, but uh, he would always be suspect. Courtney says, people get on her nerves, attempting to justify still open chapters in their lives, especially men who are famous for compartmentalizing things, people, women, exes. Even if they break up as uh, amical and, and mature, there's still no need for the exes to communicate on a consistent basis, especially if children are not involved. People just love and like keeping their options open and available. Let's stop trying to justify messages. Florida said, not if children are involved, she wouldn't be upset, but if no child is involved, there are excellent reasons we've passed in the past. All right. So, I think we're still waiting on our guest. I'll remind you that we are nominated for uh, ATL College Entertainment Awards. Uh, Steve and I show picked up nomina- nomination for uh, hottest online radio show, and then I have picked up two uh, nominations as hottest male vocalist and hottest rising superstar. And so we definitely need your votes. Go to atlpilot.com and cast your vote. And while we wait for the pastor and and I and key to call in. We're gonna play some music. So let's try to get that queued up. Continue to comment on the question of the day and uh 
No. Go go check us out on social media. We're all all over social media. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Well, not one on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. Stephen I32. But I post about the show, and so does Chike, Absolute Chike, on Instagram. But we're on Facebook, Twitter. We're on Google Plus, and of course our website, um, StephenIShow.web.com. Okay. So I'm kind of uh, I'm just trying to kill time. This is what happens when you live your live uh, radio. Also, I do want to remind you again that I am performing this weekend. Um, it's going to be on it's the 17th anniversary of um, the healthy hair fashion and, and just taking care of yourself. It's a big event. It's a two-day event this Saturday, this Sunday. Go to our website for more information on that. Um, I'll perform it on Saturday at 1230. I'm singing a few songs. I look forward to it. It'll be great. What we're going to do now while we wait for our last two guests, we're going to play some music, sit back, relax, enjoy, and uh, we'll be right back.
while I was in college at the same time. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was a, I was a senior in, in college and a senior pastor at the same time, and so my coach would let me leave practice to go teach Sunday school or preach. <laughs> and then mm. after, I, after I preached and taught Sunday school, I would run back over to practice, and it just got kind of old after a few years. And he said, to right, me, yeah. he said you're going to have to make a choice. Uh, either you're going to play basketball or you're going to preach. And, um, you know, that's just the way it is. And uh, just like any God-fearing Christian young man would do, I said, I'll play basketball. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I told him, I I said, I'll play basketball. Uh, I'll let the Lord uh, pay me $100 million, and I'll buy him a church. And uh, I said that at 4.30 in the afternoon, and by uh, 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, I was on a stretcher because I torn my ACL in my left Mm. knee. Um, And I often say that God had to cause a shift in my knee in order to force a shift in my mind, and that is what got me into pastoring. Wow, that's an awesome story. That's an awesome story. So obviously, you know, you you know, especially with this church, with the Lighthouse Church, uh, it's grown significantly over the past five years, and so I think it's kind of confirmation that this is what you were led to do. Did you agree? Yeah, I, I believe that uh, God does a number of things. Number one, he never exposes you on the level he doesn't intend for you to live and uh, and operate on. And all of my life, he had exposed me to great ministry and great pastors and great mentors. And uh, it took me a little while to learn. But all of that exposure uh, and mentorship and relationship, God was really preparing me for this moment. And you're exactly right. right. It's, it's confirmation. And now I know more than ever that I'm living mm-hmm. my destiny. Uh, that I'm living in my purpose, and and uh, as one of my good friends, uh, Mr. Daryl Patrick, would say, uh, that for those of us who minister, it's really our destiny to help you find yours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about your blog. Uh, you wrote a, a very interesting blog, The Cure for Ebola, and I actually read it with one of my friends uh, yesterday. And you talk about um, what what walk us through the blog a little bit. You know your your thoughts and and kind of how you uh, tell us what the cure is? Well, you know, it goes back to my mission statement as a minister and as our church, and that is that we provide, you know, things uh, for for human human stewardship. And so we often say that we're not doing our job unless we're helping people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this thing about Ebola, I mean, you could turn the news on right now and somebody's talking about it. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was watching, and and I watch all of them, I was watching CNN, with Anderson Cooper, and I was watching MSNBC with Rachel Maddow, and I was watching Fox uh, News with um, uh, O'Reilly, and and all Mm -hmm. of them were saying different things, and some people are making it political and not. But I heard one doctor talking about it was airborne, and then I heard another talk talk about that it wasn't. And so I said, you know what, let me just go ahead and set the record straight that it is not up to the CDC and not the presidents of the United States, and it is not up to – uh, the prime minister of, 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 of anybody in Europe. It is not the president of Spain or what have you. You know, if, if, if this thing is really going to be tapered and to be controlled, uh, it's going to be done because the people of God have stood up and have petitioned against the devil and have asked God to send down his grace. And you know what? It's mm-hmm. the same thing that happened uh, in uh, the book of Exodus with the children of Israel as mm-hmm. uh, as, as uh, uh, the Pharaoh was holding the children of Israel captive, and when God wanted to set his people free, the Bible says he sent ten plagues. 
And then I mm-hmm. put that scripture in there where God says, you know, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. And so right now, our land, it needs a healing, but the prerequisite for healing the land is not the CDC uh, and people donating millions of dollars and billions of dollars. Yeah, is that all good? Yeah, it all helps, absolutely. But the cure comes uh, when the people of God, when we turn from our wicked ways, that's first, seek the mm-hmm. face of God, that's second, and then he'll heal our land. Wow. Wow. And so, you know, this month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and our, our previous guest, E.P. McKnight, she is doing a play, you know, about that. And, you know, we, we find a lot of people, we're hearing a lot more people, you know, getting cancer. They're, they're um, being diagnosed with cancer. Do you feel the same way in terms of that being the cure for, for cancer, the cure for prevention? Well, the, the cure for everything um, is is hearing from God. Now, you know, some people are absolutely not going to be as spiritual as myself, and some people believe in medicine, and I don't want to give off the idea that I don't believe in medicine because let me right. tell you, medicine has helped me on a many a times when prayer didn't mm-hmm. seem to work. You know, right, I yeah. pray. I pray God take this headache away, but Advil did it. So I believe <laughs> I believe in science, but I don't believe that science works outside of the auspices of God, and I don't believe that medicine is actually uh, is actually. I don't think that medicine actually attains its purpose until God allows or sends somebody into the earth realm to do so. For instance, mm-hmm. uh, if, we're, if we're ever going to heal cancer, one thing I can guarantee you is God's going to create the person who went to the mm-hmm. right school, who was around the right mentors with the right information to make the right discovery. So no matter which way you slice it, even though man may be uh, the conduit in which God uses to get the cure into the earth realm, it will still start with God. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, I've been doing some reading. Um, I'm reading a book now called Faith and Confessions, and it talks about living in faith versus living in fear. And it says that when you're living in faith, you're living in what the promise of what God has, you know, placed in your life. When you're living in fear, you're living in what the enemy has professed over your life. So what are your thoughts if you believe in that? Do you want to expound on that? Well, faith, uh, in, according to my uh, synopsis, is forsaking all, I trust God. F-A-I-T-H, mm-hmm. forsaking mm-hmm. all, I trust him. Okay. Fear is to forget everything and run. And and mm-hmm. I'm sure that most of you all have heard those colloquialisms before, mm-hmm. but it is true mm-hmm. at its essence that you have to live a life of faith. And let me tell you something about faith. Um, I was um, reading um, uh, a documentary one time about how over in third world countries they don't have toothpaste. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so I began to ask the question, well, then, you know, obviously with gingivitis and gum disease and all of these things that exist, if I live in a third world country and I don't want all of the teeth in my mouth to be rotten and fall out, what do I do? Because here in America, all we know is about toothpaste. Right. And I was reading the documentary. Well, here's what they said. They said in third world countries, especially where they have mustard trees, people will actually break the branches off of the mustard tree and begin to brush their teeth with the branches from mustard trees. Mm. So that's interesting because the Bible says that if you have faith the size of a mustard mustard tree, you can Mm -hmm. move mountains. So here it is. Uh, Most people don't understand is that faith only works when it's in your mouth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you get get the comparison there. 
Yeah. Faith only works when you get it in your mouth. And a lot of people say that they have faith, but faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence uh-huh. of things not seen, which means that I have to have the belief system that things right. that I don't have are already mine. Things that mm-hmm. I have not seen, you have to see it before you see it. So I want yep. everybody who's listening to understand that there is a magic to believing and that if you would just get your faith in your mouth, if you can get it in your mouth and then get it in your mind, you can get it in the material possession. So if you need money, the first thing you got to do is get it in your mouth, and then you'll mm-hmm. see it in your pocket. If you yep. need a healing, the first thing you got to do is say, by his stripes I am healed. That thing has to be in mm-hmm. your mouth and mm-hmm. in your mind before it will ever materialize in your life. And you have to believe it. You have to believe it. You know, I know I know the listeners didn't think they were having church tonight, but, I mean, you're preaching on this uh, interview. <laughs> well, you know, that's what I do for a living, and I like to right. inspire people. And, and if we need to go to church for a little bit, we'll go to church, and then we can do talk it. business, and then we can do that. I, I like to bring a lot of things different to the table. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's talk about some of the amazing things that happened at, at uh, Lighthouse Church there in Houston. You're launching um, the anti-hunger campaign, uh, you and Lighthouse Ministries on November 1st. Tell us about that. Well, what we've decided to do is we've decided not to legislate our city's problems to the government or to the city officials and believing that God has always and will always institute change uh, through the local body. And so we've come together and said, okay, well, what, what, what are the things that our city is dealing with? And if anybody has ever been to Houston for any amount of time and have paid attention, um, and I don't care if you're in the upper echelon of neighborhoods or if you're in the ghetto, you will find somebody on the street, in the middle of the street, on uh, some median saying, we'll work for food, or, mm-hmm. or uh, I just lost my job, can you help, or I have yeah. three children, and I need you, you, every corner. And so we are a city of over 5 million people, the largest city geographically in the United States of America, and yet with all of the billions of dollars of oil and energy and, and all of the things that keep this city afloat, we still have amassed a great deal of, of people who have hunger as a part of their daily life. And, and here's the deal. We've also got one of the largest Meals on Wheels programs uh, in, in the United States of America. Now, for people who don't know what Meals on Wheels is, Meals on Wheels is a program that feeds seniors three times mm-hmm. a day that are homebound and cannot come out. So what oh, yeah. we've done is we've connected with the Interfaith Ministries of Houston and said, you know what, we're going to tag along right with those people, and we're going to package food, purchase food, and deliver food to over 3,000 seniors three times a day uh, to ensure that we put a dent into this hunger problem that we have in our city. We're going to also give out dog food to people uh, who have animals and are not able mm. to feed them. And we're also mm-hmm. going to have a truck uh, at the church, and the date is forthcoming in the month of November, where we'll have almost 20,000 pounds of food that we will be giving away to the people in the adjacent neighborhoods. Because here's one thing I've learned. I've learned that people can have a job, have a house, have a car, have clothes, and still be hungry. It's true, yeah. Because they always talk about people, um, a lot of times the efforts are focused towards people who are homeless or whatnot, but there are some people that are working and they're living paycheck to paycheck and, you know, they don't have, like they go without food sometimes. They can't, they don't qualify for assistance and, and the services that are out there. So I, that's awesome. That's awesome. And my, that, I, I am the, I'm the son of a single mother 
who mm-hmm. worked at Taco Bell um, and made $7.25 an hour and raised three children. And we had wow. a roof over our head. But let me tell you, we were hungry. Uh, we didn't mm-hmm. have much clothes. We had a two-bedroom with five people in it. I know what it is. And, see, I think sometimes God has to expose you to a thing in order for you to have a passion right. for it. Exactly. Do away with people who have a passion for things. And I'm not saying it's not possible, but, but it's hard to have a passion for something you've never experienced. See, the, the deepest right. hurt uh, causes you to be the biggest help. And so since I've been there and done that and, and had the food stamps and, and lived in the, in, the, in the slums of Gary, Indiana, my whole life in what was the mm-hmm. murder capital of the United States of America, I've seen people die. I've seen people starve. I've seen people get raised in single-family homes. And, and not have fathers. And so this hunger thing is real. And while we right, have yeah. mothers who are working and, 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 and grinding their fingers and the axe to the grind, to the, to the bone, I should say, and, and are doing all they can just to keep the lights on, the truth is is that the lights may be on, but there is a hunger pain in the stomach. Exactly. And it might be the reason why our children cannot focus at school. It might be the reason why they're acting out. And it may be the reason why some of our young men and women are okay being in prison because at least there they get fed three times a day. Right, exactly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, I mean, this is just an example of the, you know, White House, humanitarian, five years of grace giving back to community. You know, you, from what I read and what I understand, that your church, you and your church, you you feed into your community. You know, I know a lot of churches that do that, but what is the significance of, you know, because some people, they'll go, they'll go overseas and minister to, you know, countries that, that, that don't have the exposure. Um, but why, why is it so important to be in your own community, giving back? The Bible says uh, that uh, when he gives us the command of how to reach the world, he says, I want you to go to first to Samaria, to Judea, uh, and then to the uttermost parts of the world. And and so what that really says is you, you have to start at home. Charity begins at home. You have to start mm-hmm. uh, with feeding people on your street before you send food over the over the waters. Mm-hmm. you got to first be able to feed people in your city before you go to the nation. you got to be in your region before you go to the world. you got to be in, in, in your country before you go abroad. And so it's a, it's a prong process that as our recesses grow, we reach further. But I think it's, in, in my opinion, according to the ministry God gave me, it, it would be irresponsible of me to look over the person who's standing five feet from my church to go feed right. somebody who's 5,000 miles away. Yeah. Not to say that yeah. I'm not doing that because our church is doing that too. Uh, we've we've sent resources overseas. We've uh, we've donated twenty three thousand pounds of clothes to uh, less wow. fortunate people uh, here uh, uh, um, uh, here uh, in our neighborhoods and abroad. But I, I think that you have to have a responsibility to fertilize, if you will, or to cultivate. Uh, the portion of the vineyard where God placed you, and I think that, it, and you know what, and Jesus did it, because before Jesus was effective to the then world, he invested all of his time in the 12 disciples that, mm-hmm. that followed him, mm-hmm. and everybody's right. going for the world, but what about the 12 that's standing there looking at you? Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Let me ask you a question. Uh, pastors are, you know, there are people that we look up to, the people that we I think we hold to an extremely high standard, and yet they're still human. A lot of times we hear about different scandals of pastors and whatnot. Um, what, how was it like, you know, being the man that everyone looks up to, 
and having that type of pressure. Do you feel that, or, or do you, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Do you accept that? Well, I think that anybody who say who's in my position to say they don't feel the pressure, I, mm-hmm. I think they would be. Uh, I, I think they would be doing anything less than telling the truth. I, I feel the right. pressure, um, and uh, it is a heavy pressure, but I accept it because I understand um, that people are not coming to me uh, to find a human. They're actually coming because they, in some way, shape, form, or fashion, believe that I am a spiritual connection to a higher right. power of being God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, if pastoring was something that I chose, um, that would be one thing, but it's a calling, and I believe that when you have a calling, you have to operate uh, in, in that calling and integrity, and, and it doesn't mean that I'm perfect, and it doesn't mean that I'm flawless, but I do live every day knowing that I'm held to a higher standard, and I often ask myself, is, uh, is the mistake that I have the potential to make worth losing everything that I enjoy on a day-to-day basis? And that mm. that kind of keep that kind of keeps me focused a little bit. I have a loving, supporting wife. Uh, I've yeah. got children that I don't want to shame. You know, it's right, it's, yeah. it's nothing. It's nothing more than what the average person would think of. It's I don't have a superhuman formula, but but right. I do think that um, that you know pastors have a, a lot of stress. And I tell you, and it comes from the church, and that's the hard part. Um, right. You know, when I'm when I'm scrutinized by people I don't know. Um, that's fine. That's to be expected. The hardest scrutiny uh, comes from the people where you didn't expect it from. And I think right. that anybody yeah. would admit that your greatest pain came from a place where you had mm-hmm. too much expectation. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. Well, Pastor Keon, listen, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to join us. I mean, you, like I said, we had church tonight, but uh, – <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more where we can keep up with all the exciting things that are going on with you and with White House uh, Church? Well, let me thank you so much for allowing us to come, and I hope that all of you all who are listening or will be listening to this at a later time as recorded uh, will come and check us out. We're here in Houston, Texas, just purchased a new building. Uh, We'll be going on our sixth week in this uh, facility. Uh, The address is 6650 Rankin Road, Houston, Texas, 77396. Um, and I'm a I'm a social media um, uh, zombie. I stay on this thing. So whenever yeah, I'm not studying, I got a, a cell phone <laughs> in my hand, and I was looking at your page today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, I, yeah. I, I saw you retweeting retweeting. Uh, you know, our, our our tweets about you coming on the show. <laughs> yeah, and, and a lot of people always say, "Is is that really him?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's really me. I'm on here That's putting <laughs> you know real stuff on here." So you can hit me up on Twitter and Facebook at Pastor Keon. Keon is spelled K-E-I-O-N. So the same handle for Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and you can hit me up on Facebook at uh, either the Lighthouse Church uh, underscore H-O-U for Houston or <clears throat> the same thing for myself, Keon Henderson, on uh, on Facebook. And, um, you know, we on Pinterest. Now, you know, Pinterest is is uh, one that they do now. They do do that one. I don't know nothing about the Pinterest. Yeah, if you like Pinterest, yeah. go ahead over there and find <laughs> us. And uh, we've got a YouTube channel uh, that you can find us. So anywhere they have got for you to find us, we are there. We're ready to serve you in any way we can. Uh, and here at the Lighthouse Church, we always say we're offering brighter tomorrows every day. Wow. Next time I come to Houston, I'm visiting the church. So I look definitely look forward to that. And well, then we'll so take much. a picture and put it on your Twitter and my Instagram and your Instagram and everybody know you can't. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'll let you do that. <laughs> All right. No problem. All right. Well, you take care, and, and best wishes to your sister. All right. God bless you. God bless you. All right. And for more information about Pastor Keon Henderson and uh, the Lighthouse Church, there's a link on our Facebook page. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The Steve and Night Talk Show on EOTM Radio. Radio. Listening now. You're listening to the Steve and Night Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Steve and Night Show, Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. Welcome back to the Steve and Night Show. Now it's time to go on to Steven's playlist. As you know, we receive music from people all over the country who wanted to be featured during this segment. Each week, we collect artists to play on our playlist. Uh, and tonight, we feature songs from both independent and major artists, including Faith Evans, Tamar Braxton, and Lettison. If you're interested in being featured on our playlist, please email us at thestevenightshow at gmail.com. Attach one or two songs, your bio, and one or two promotional uh, pictures. Remember, all songs must be edited for radio, meaning no cursing. And we definitely look forward to hearing from you. First song up is from Tamar Braxton. It's a new single called Let Me Know. Check it out and enjoy Steven's Purpose.
attorney and Janet are not too easy to control fiance. Seems to have everything, a nice home, nice cars, good job, the American dream. But when Michael tries to change Janet's lifestyle, their relationship takes a turn for the worst. Now things start to spiral downhill and Michael has no one else to turn to but his best friend Gregory, who helps to remind him what could happen when a man loves a woman. This is a stage play you don't want to miss. It debuts later this month. Tonight's Key Lagoons joins us to tell us more. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. How are you doing? I apologize for having a hold. I did not realize you were on the line. I apologize yes, for yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited. This, this play here is here in Atlanta. Tell us, you know, because you, you wrote the play. Is that correct? Yes. Actually, I wrote it with um, Devin James. He's on the line also. Okay. How you doing, Devin? Devin, are you there? Okay. Well, <laughs> tell, us, tell us about uh, you writing the play and it, what's, what's okay. different and kind of the process. It's a Christian slash um, drama play. And um, okay. it got a little comedy relief to it. We have, um, it was written as a film, and um, now we have nine um, cast members. Okay. Okay. So, uh, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of... Um, you know, a lot of plays, especially church-based plays, which is awesome because it gives, for a long time, there wasn't any place where, you know, God-fearing people could go and really have that entertainment. So Mm -hmm. you're helping contribute to that. Why is that important to you? It's very important. Um, You know, we always keep, um, you know, religion um, comes Mm -hmm. first and everything. And um, it's um, kind of like a love relationship type. Okay. And, Deborah, I think you joined us. Are you on Denver? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm just having a lot of right now. Okay. Well, you, you helped uh, co-write this play with uh, Keith. Tell us about your take on it, you know, why it was important to get this story out, you know, this entertainment out to uh, to Christian people. Uh, I, I, I believe, well, and I know it's important because it's so, it's, it's so many people um, that's, um, you know, like, 
many people are Christians, and it's a lot of people that's not uh, non Christian, but many, so many people have been hurt in the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, no, it could be either church members or it could be even a pastor, you know. And uh, right. me and Keith, you know, we, we come together and try to, you know, bring twists to the to the place and show people that, hey, you can, you can, you can survive, you know, without a person. Right. Um, not, not only did God create you in, in this, um, in his own mind, but he, when he created you, he created you and, um, for you to believe that you didn't really need no one to make you complete because you was already complete in him. But, right, exactly. But, okay. Yes, but when, but when you take on a partner and God says, no, he hates divorce, he don't mean for you, you to get divorced, but even though you're committed to that thing, sometimes you had to, you had to work through all the situations, no matter who you are, you know? Right, exactly. And without giving away, you know, the play, because I want everyone to, to go see it, Michael, you know, he and his fiance Janet, they're having these issues, and his best friend has to remind him what happens when a man loves a woman. What is it that he, what is, without giving it away, what does it mean when a man loves a woman? What is a man? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, when a man loves a woman, you know, he would give us, he would give his life uh, for the woman. Not exactly his um, his physical life, but he would, he would lay down. All his priorities and put that woman first, you know. Mm-hmm. He would uh, make sure that you no, know, all her needs are met, you know. But first of all, right. make sure that um, that he, you no, know, he loves God because if he don't love God, it's impossible for him to love his own wife, you know. Even himself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Janet, and yeah. Janet, she likes to, um, you know, she likes to party, so she's not trying to hear nothing what um, Michael <laughs> has to say. Nor is she trying to listen to what Pastor's trying to say. So they're trying to convince her and talk her and make, you know. Her consciousness wow. and stuff like that, but she's not trying to hear all that. Mm. So uh, you 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 write uh, key from a woman's perspective, and uh, during you write from a male perspective. How did you all kind of come together? You know, I'm sure you all may have had some uh, bumped heads along the way because men and women think differently. Did you all have any no. anything like that happen? No, not no, at all. No, we didn't. Okay. We both are married, so we, we, we know okay. what to, you know, put and take what out and stuff like that. So that works yeah. out, you know, best. <laughs> right. Well, that's perfect. That's perfect. So the play, it, it debuts when? Uh, October 25th. It'll be at the Galaxy Theater in Riverdale, Georgia. Okay, wow. So I, I know here it's coming up. It's coming up. What what is everyone running around now trying to make sure every dot is Eyes crossed, uh, tears. Eyes, yes. Eyes dotted, tears yes. crossed. Yes, everybody is, is, you know, they're ready. Um, they're ready. It's gonna be, it's gonna be exciting and funny. Um, uh, the characters are very funny, and 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 you know they can get into their serious modes and everything. So I'm excited about this, and Deborah yes. and I, you know, we have come a long way, and um, it it's finally here. So. Um, yeah, so it'll be at uh, the Galaxy Theater. Which is the difference? I said we have a show at 3 p.m. and one at 7 p.m. Okay, so it's two shows, okay. And there's okay. a link on our Facebook page where they can uh, purchase tickets. Now, how would it feel on opening night to see this that you all brought together to actually be live for everyone to see? How's it going to feel for you? Can you can you imagine? No, it's my friend. Point of view. I've never did anything like this, you know. I can't imagine. But, okay. uh, I know the uh, adrenaline is going to be flowing, and um, I don't know what I say. Man, I just, I'm, I'm going to be ready on that day, you know. 
Yep, yep. What about you, Keith? I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm yeah. excited. Um, it's come you know a long way, and and it's finally here. I'm just excited for everything. I'm happy for you all. Tell us one more time where everyone can you know find out more information, give us the address, so make sure everyone listening can get there. It's um, when a man loves a woman. Um, October 25th, 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. show. Um, seven eight four four Taylor Road, Riverdale, Georgia, three oh two seven four. That's at the Galaxy Theater. The doors are open at two o'clock for the three PM show and six o'clock for the seven PM show. I wish you all nothing but the best and thank you for coming on. I apologize again for the wait, but thanks for coming on. I know it's gonna be a great a great uh show, a great uh, play, and I wish you all the best. Oh, thank you for having us. God bless you. No problem. Yes, thank you. Yeah, have no problem. All right. All right. So for more information, you can go to our Facebook page or our website, uh, links for, for purchasing tickets. And also there's a trailer that you can watch as well. I want to remind you again to connect with us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Google+. Plus, and our website. Our website, we have uh, obviously the current show, and then we also have where you can go back and see shows you may have missed. Uh, maybe sometimes you aren't able to um, – to catch to catch the live show, the same link always works for uh, the next day or in, even going forward in their podcast. You can also go on iTunes and download the shows for free. Um, but we also have a page on there that tells you more about EOTM, tells you more about our cast, uh, me, Miss Parker, GK, Adam, Aaron, Janera. Tells you about that. We have a link to uh, Janera's Bunch of Holic page and everything that we have going on. You know, we have a lot going on. Even outside the show, you know, Chike has conversations with Chike. Adam is an actor. He's always shooting uh, movies. Uh, and then Janera has her blog. You know, I do music. I do music, so you can find out what we're all doing on our website, thestevenightshow.web.com. Follow us on Twitter. We're always tweeting, and our Facebook page is crazy now. We post funny videos and uh, interesting articles and great discussions. So definitely want you to connect with us and uh, let us know your thoughts. And you can also submit show ideas to us if you're an artist or, you know, you have a play or a business or something that you want to share with us, a book that you want to share with us, definitely do that. And we definitely review them and see if we want to uh, bring you on the show or not. But I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight. It's been awesome. I want to thank our guests. Make sure I say everyone because they're so great. E.P. McKnight and Kevin was with I can't remember his last name. Uh, obviously, Dr. Uh, Pastor Keon Henderson of the Lighthouse Church, and then uh, Keith Lagoon and uh, Durant. I want to thank them all for joining us tonight. You all have a great week, and God bless. Thanks for that. You know we broke your heart, tears rolling down your face. You know I'm coming over to make sure okay. You don't have to wait. I'm a crazy baby. I'm a superman. You know what I'm saying? You're on my way. Entrepreneurs on the moon, we shape the life for a better tomorrow.